0: The Arizal gave a fascinating Hesped eulogy for a the Ramak. Even more fascinating is the, le- the lesson that the Rebbe takes from that Hesped, from the Pasuk, the verse that it is built on, and what it teaches us about the depths of our own Neshama. The Pasuk is in this week's parasha. Keshamit and Pasuk were Say, in connection to the Pasuk in our parasha, which says, If there'll be a person who has chet mishpat maves, literally, the sin for which his judgment is death, for must, and the person is put to death, says the Pasuk, to temporarily suspend them on a piece of wood, on a tree, so to speak. So it's well known that the Hesped eulogy that the arizal gave for the Ramak he took the same pasuk and explained it in a completely different way. He said, if there's a man who has a chait of the law of death, meaning to say, meaning this is an individual who is lacking. Because one of the interpretations of the word chait is that something is lacking, something is missing. So here's a person who is missing a reason why they deserve to, be, uh, to have to pass away at the end of their life. And why would a person be in that position? Because this is somebody who never did anything inappropriate. Why should this person pass away? Says Hang, suspend, blame his death on the tree. It's because of the tree of knowledge. Because of that, there was a decree of death for all people. And Bishvil that would be the reason why this individual has passed away. That's what Darizal had to say about the Ramak. He did not deserve to die, other than the fact that that's what Hashem had decreed on all human beings. So now, if you look at this superficially, it would, it would seem as the teichem that what Darizal was teaching in his interpretation of this pasuk is exactly the same. Like the Brisa that tells us Dalad that there were four unique individuals who died only because of the advice of the snake. In other words, they died because of the Chet Eitzadas. Essentially, Amram the father of Moshe, Yishai the father of David. Uh, Kilov who was one of uh, David's sons Binyamin, the son of, uh, of Yaakov Avinu. these were individuals who also did not pass away for any sin of their own so it, sound, it sounds like the same thing right As just like these four individuals did not sin and therefore the only reason they died was because of the snake and of course the advice the snake gave to Adam and Chava which brought death into the world right it was the sins the sin of eitzadas, is the result of the snake's advice that is what brought about the decree of death on anybody who is a descendant of Adam Arishan which is of course every human being so it would seem that Odom is given by Ramak the exact same thing applies to the Ramak that the only reason that he deserved to pass away was because of the advice of the Nachash which equates with the Eitz hadas. that's what it would seem like but maybe it's not the case but actually once you pay attention you'll see not only is Darizal explaining this concept of people who die because of the advice of the snake but much more importantly the Arisal is giving us insight here into a whole new category of people who don't really deserve to die and the only reason is because of an external cause associated with Eitzhadas let's understand what that means Let's first distinguish between the expression of the b'risa and the expression used by the arizal. The b'risa quoted in the Gemara says that these were people who died because of the advice of the snake. Whereas the arizal focuses on the tree, not the snake, and not the avera that the snake uh, enticed Adam and to, to do, but rather the tree itself. It's not only two different expressions saying the same thing, nor in tochen. It's actually two different messages. Because when we talk about the advice the snake gave to Chabot to eat from the tree, that is actually bad. It was bad advice and was advice to do something against what Hashem wants. The advice to do an avera. Whereas, what the Rizal is saying, that blame the Ramach's passing on the tree itself, That's not describing the Avera, but rather the object through which the Avera was done. But fundamentally, the Eitz is not fundamentally bad, it's not inherently bad especially when you consider Rashi's view which is the simplest view that this was a fig tree and that is one of the species that Eretz Yisrael is praised for having in other words it's a positive tree it's just what they did with it that was negative another indication that it 's a positive tree is the name itself this is it's a tree that instills within a person a sense of knowledge and understanding That's that 's obviously really positive can bring in and even the potential for doing something wrong with this tree which is if a person eats the fruit that they're not allowed to eat the fruit of that tree is that wasn't an it wasn't a, an indefinite limitation or an indefinite sin it was, as the Chazal tell us, till Shabbos. And when Shabbos came, they would be allowed to eat from the Adas. So, if you say, et the advice of the nochash, that's bad. He gave bad advice to do something which is wrong. If, like Darizal does, you're describing the tree, the tree is not inherently bad. In other words, Darizal is giving us a different message. Darizal is describing the cause for the cause of something wrong. In other words, there's a tree which could produce an Avera, which would bring death. Nit ve'gendam chet e'tzadahs, <laughs> Uh, so invited the right? There's an earlier and a latter cause. There is, I not describing the avera that actually caused the introduction of death into the world. rather he is talking about the tree which allowed the possibility, if misused or abused, to bring death into the world if you don't listen and you eat from the fruit, vener is tevera, while it has the potential for both positive and negative, only then, is Most Thomas, does it bring death into the world. Let's put it differently. acher, medrash, say this in a, in a framework that is similar to the language of medrash. We know that at the time Hashem created the world, He already intended to have death as part of the human experience. Which is why the Majus tells us that already on the first day of creation, the Malacham was already created. Ah, so if Hashem wanted that there should be death in the world, why are we blaming Adam and Chavah? because we have a principle which is that Dei Bishter comes up with schemes by which humans become responsible for fulfilling the plan that Hashem intended and therefore the value is of course if a human makes the mess up the human can at some point do tshiva and fix it because that's the system that Dei Bishter uses so practically how death entered the world was because of people and their choices and they're listening to, to the snake. That's actually why the they set Adam Arishan up with this tremendous challenge of not eating from the forbidden fruit. By putting in front of Adam Arishan's eyes this very desirable tree that you're not supposed to eat from, but it looks so tempting so that Adam, HaRishon, and Chavah's actions could be what stimulated Hashem's original plan, which is that there should always be death in the world. So Labrador wanted death in the world, and he wanted us to be the ones responsible for activating it. And with that in mind, we can distinguish between the Gemara's message and the Arizal's message. The difference between people who died because of the Avera, of listening to the, to the snake and eating from the Eitz Adas, versus those who die only because there's an Eitz, because there's a system that they wish When the Gemara tells us that there are four individuals who only died because of the bad advice of the Nechosh, well, that's in Gemara, which is nigla de Torah. That's the more accessible, more, dare we say, revealed or superficial part of Torah. Certainly not superficial. The, the revealed part of Torah. There, red ve'ganim de'minyan amisa be'foil Nigla de Torah speaks about things that are evident, things that you can that you can identify, things that are easy to 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 access. So, what makes sense from a nigla perspective is why did people die? because there was an Avera that brought death into the world. Whereas the principle of blame the tree, which is a new perspective introduced by the Arizal at the funeral of the Ramak, of a Shaykh Sam Ramak, both the Arizal and and Moshe Kodavero, they represent creating insight into the secret elements of terror, the esoteric parts of terror, Pneumius Therefore, Rephidosh is The language that Darisa will use, and particularly in the context of a fellow Kabbalist, is language that is, let's see what's deeper, what lies behind the story. Not just simply say, oh, they did bad, therefore people die. Vos Mitzad, Pnemius in the deeper reason why there's death in the world is linked. It's not linked to the mechanics of how that happened because people did something wrong and therefore they introduced death into the world. Now an 8. Rather, it's linked to the fact that they just set this up by putting the tree there. Let's look deeper and understand that the tree was planted in front of them to tempt them so they would fail so that they would introduce death into the world which is Hashem's original plan that's a much deeper perspective okay so the Gemara is telling us cause and effect people did something wrong therefore there's death in the world certain individuals never did anything wrong but unfortunately there's death in the world therefore they die that result tells us there's death in the world because the Ebishter wanted death in the world therefore he created an eight there are some people who never did anything wrong in their life but the Ebishter wants death in the world therefore they pass away let's take it a step deeper Boi Mek In these two principles or concepts, the Gemara's expression that it's all about the bad advice of the snake, and Narizal's expression, which is that it's all about the tree, they actually represent two different classes or categories of tzadikim. If there's an individual who did not sin, but they die because of sin, that means that they have some susceptibility to the effects of sin. What does that mean? It means maybe they're not 100% absolutely immune to negativity. They didn't actually sin, but they're not completely immune. So the fact that our cause death is actually an impact in their lives but there's a different class of tzaddikim, who are so protected or so elevated that even the impact of the fact that there's a decree of death because of averus is irrelevant to them because they have absolutely no susceptibility or association with averus. On the is And therefore the only reason why these people would ever possibly pass away is because of the Abisha's grand plan, not because they are in any way susceptible to Averis. How could that be? The explanation is this. The Tereb's explains, as Valdi The Al-Tarebbe explains these four tzadikim the Gemara lists as being individuals who only died because of the advice that the snake gave to Adam and Chava. Says the Al-Tarebah in spite of the fact that they were absolute tzadikim, without doubt. Yet inside their system, their internal workings, there was still some contamination of the snake's avaria. Even though it didn't affect them, didn't translate into inappropriate behavior or speech or even thought. But it was still somewhere, so to speak, in their spiritual bloodstream explains what that means. What is this contamination of the snake? It's the fact that a person becomes either crass or self-interested. The person recognizes themselves and realizes what's lacking in their lives. Or appreciates what's good in their lives. Men filt zich the common denominator between anybody who is susceptible to the input of the snake is anybody who still has even the most subtle sense of self could be a p- perfect tzaddik still have the most subtle sense of self that says Others based on the alt explanation the advice of the snake and its impact on people is as that means that ever since Adam and Chava ate from the tree of knowledge. It is possible for a tzaddik to also lack in a certain way. <coughs> and that lack is actually a justification for why that tzaddik would pass away. It's clear that the so-called lack is not because the tzaddik didn't serve Hashem properly or did something inappropriate. That's for sure. They're a tzaddik gomer. They do everything that they should. It's because the Nachash brought a contamination into the world and the tzaddik still remains in the most abstract, subtle way uh, susceptible to this contamination. Therefore, the tzaddik is, so to speak, deserving of death. And that's what makes the radical distinction between somebody, as Darizal describes, who dies because of the tree rather than because of the snake's advice. This next principle is going to revolutionize how we understand not only the story of what Darizal taught about the Ramak, but even understand ourselves. Because the bottom line is, even the most subtle degree of sin can only affect the superficial part of who we are. But the depth, the core of who a Jewish person is, is never contaminated, never compromised. It is always intact. <speaking> in <Hebrew> the Rebbe says, Even while doing the Avera, the core of the Jew is completely dedicated to Hashem and undisturbed by the Avera. Especially when you look from the perspective of the deepest part of the Neshama, it is never in a position to ever live in the same space as the Avera, let alone to actually do it. Now with that in mind, we can understand if there is contamination through the snake and the act of the Eitzadas, the impact of that contamination on the Jew is it can only impact the Jew at a superficial level but the depth, the core of a Jewish person can never be harmed by an Avera on their fire so now the question is where do I live? do I live in touch with my deepest self or my superficial self? When a Jew lives with the core of the neshama being the lived, realized, revealed part of the neshama, to the extent that it filters right through to even the most superficial parts of the person. In other words, the most superficial part of that tzaddik is synchronized with and representing the essence of the neshama. That person is completely protected. They cannot be harmed by the effect, by the advice, by the misleading behavior of the snake. That's what Arizal is saying. What happens if you have a person who does not have any justification why they should pass away? Because they have no relationship with bad. What Arizal is saying is there is no reason why this person should pass away. Not even the reason of well, because once the snake advised Odom and Chava, death entered the world. That is irrelevant to these people because they're untouched by that behavior, by that, that by that concept. Is Vesolusoi Solates? Then the only reason you can say why this person had to pass away is blame the tree. the fact that this individual passed away is it's because of the way that Dei runs the world and generates processes and systems by which Hashem's plan is due to the failures or the poor decisions of man in our context it means that Dei chose that there would be such a thing as an Eitzadas in order to fulfill his objective to have death in the world So, Meisubetia Shanachosh means there is still some degree of susceptibility to Avera. So, Lisa Isayal 8, somebody who's living completely aligned with the essence of their Neshama, and therefore Averas are not even on the table, not even in the most abstract, subtle form. Going back to what we already mentioned, this is a topic that only comes to light when you're dealing with people of the caliber of the Arizal and the Ramosha Kodaverev, or Their entire purpose and objective in life is to be the ones to share and to teach the esoteric parts of Torah to the rest of the world. Therefore, that's what they were doing. They're exposing an esoteric perspective that nobody would have known. We well know that Torah and the Neshama reflect each other. And just as you have the deepest core of the Torah, so it will relate to the deepest core of the Neshama. So those people whose shlichas in life is to reveal the deepest part of Torah will naturally speak also to the deepest part of the Neshama. And that deepest part of the Neshama, is completely beyond the reach of the negativity of the snake and its effects here's another way to explore it we know that as we know that torah is sometimes associated with the a tree of knowledge that could be positive or negative as we well know the Gemara tells us that if a person is not zoiche, even learning torah could contaminate them whereas chasidus and primios that that refers to the eitzachayim, in the tree of life that can never be contaminated or corrupted. V'bald, now here's where it gets really interesting. So far we're talking in abstract terms about people like the Arizal and Ramosheh Kodovero. Watch how interesting and personal it becomes. V'bald, as we well know from the time of the Arizal, it became part of the uh, imperative of Judaism to spread esoteric Judaism, primi esoteric, Hasidus, Kabbalah, etc., It goes without saying that none of us would be so presumptuous to say, well, I'm on a similar level to the Arizal and the Ramak. Of course we're not. We're light years away. Nevertheless, the fact that these great masters of spirituality taught us this concept, is because there's got to be some sliver of this principle that is actually relevant in our lives. So we're nowhere near the the ankles of Darizal, but there's something about what Darizal teaches that is directly relevant to us. It's not something we're inventing, it's something we've been told before, where we're told... There's no question about it. Who would be presumptuous enough to say that we could begin to understand one thousandth of Moshe Rabbeinu's love and dedication to Hashem, yet there's a fractional element of that love of Hashem, which illuminates the neshama and the consciousness of every single Jewish person in every generation. And it's the same kind of concept that we're talking about over here. We're nowhere near the Arizal, and yet when the Arizal introduces such a revolutionary principle to us, it means that there is some atomic degree of this that, that applies in our lives in fact there's logic to say that there is more reason why we would have a shaychas why we'd be able to connect to this revolutionary insight of Darizal, than perhaps other different uh, or, or lesser levels in other words we are more attuned to the Vasalisa Oysayi Al-8 principle than the Etio Shonachosh principle that might sound abstract right now let's see what that means when the Gemara tells us That there are four individuals Who did not de- deserve to pass away But for the fact That Hashem For the fact that Hashem Decreed on people That they would die After the Das, That implies That means these are people Who are absolutely free Of any lack or misbehavior the only, as the Alter described it, negative element of these people is they couldn't completely expunge the contamination inherent in every person from the snake. Well, if the conversation is about whether or not you cleansed out all of the poison of the snake, then you must be describing a dimension of the Nishama that was susceptible to be poisoned by the snake. Which would be the more revealed or superficial parts of the person. It would refer to a person's mind, it would refer to a person's emotions, it would refer to a person's dedication. Are they free of influence from the snake? Let's be honest. Very few, an elite group of people will have that kind of mastery over their mind and over their emotions and over their behavior. Most of us don't. So therefore, to reach the, the, the level of Binyamin Ben Yaakov or Yishai or Amram, it's not going to happen to us because we don't expect, we don't anticipate, and we probably will not reach a point of that level of self-mastery as they did. But what the result describes that there's no good reason for the person to pass away. Why is there no reason for the person to pass away? Because we're looking at the essence of this person's neshama. And the essence of the person's neshama was never at any stage susceptible to impurities or to averas and even the advice and subsequent contamination of the snake doesn't touch this part of the self and certainly if we're talking about the essence of the person's neshama every single Jewish person regardless of knowledge regardless of religious level regardless of dedication every single Jewish person has a core of the neshama that is completely protected from any negativity Because the depth and core of every Jew, no matter who, no matter what that person is in their status, their spiritual status, is fundamentally beyond the reach of the corruption and contamination of an Avera. And this is something that is so real, that it actually has halachic implications. In fact, it's a well-known halacha. The case of a Jew who is told by the bastin that he's required to bring a particular korban and he refuses, absolutely, in which case, it's the im the bastin applies various forms of pressure on this person, bees as oimer Roizani. Until the person says... Okay, I want to bring the carbon because remember the Torah says that a carbon has to always be It has to be that a person brings a carbon willingly. This guy doesn't want to until the basement brings out their baseball bats. Now suddenly he does. At that point the Torah says, actually, yes, we forced it out of him. But we forced out his deepest wish, which is to align with Hashem and do what Hashem wants. In other words, the core of our neshama that is unaffected by all misbehavior or misdirected thinking or contaminated spirituality, there's a part of us that's not touched by any of that, and that part of us translates into real action. Of course, we also know the Rambam says the same thing about a person who refuses to give a get. Now we're living in an amazing time in history where it's now the call of the hour to spread these teachings, these deeper insights of Torah That means that we are all in, we're all instructed and empowered to release this part of our own neshama Every one of us is required and empowered to reveal the depths and the essence and the core of our neshama. If you think that that's a far-fetched thing to do, the method is to study in depth the secrets of Torah. And to learn and study in such a way that the secrets of Torah become real to us, tangible to us, revealed to us. As the expression goes, that you can literally fill yourself and luxuriate yourself with the wonderful insight of Pnimes HaTadah. As we well know, the great innovation of Hasidus Chabad is that you can take these deep, spiritual, abstract concepts and really understand them in terms that are completely relatable in every facet of your own mind. B'ezes Nemtuchta mention in to the extent that the principles of Hasidus can completely overtake who I am. It can become the reality of what I resonate with, not just theory in a book. When the well springs, to borrow the expression from Moshiach to the Baal Shemto, of our own neshama seep out into the superficial dimension of our lived selves, then even today in the 21st century, every one of us is capable of reaching a point where we are totally immune to and removed from the possibility of chet, of averes. And that's got a practical lesson for us. We have to spread the teachings of Chassidus. We have to go all out and spread Chassidus as far as possible, as is the case. To the extent that it reaches the furthest areas and touches every single Jewish person. Until we touch the chutzah, which is not only geographical, but spiritual. The person who is so low on the spiritual spectrum. And the reason we can succeed in doing this is because if you look from the perspective of the core of every single Jewish person's neshama, every single one of us can resonate with and connect with and learn from the reality of prime Satira. And the reality of Pnimes satira. And when we actually learn Penime with a fellow Jew, even if in order to learn Chesidus with this Jewish person, we have to translate the language into a language that this person can understand. And that's not only a matter of Yiddish to English. It's sometimes a matter of using language that the person can relate to as opposed to the terms we're familiar with. And to a and they can by explain things in a way that the person can understand and resonate with as they are at that particular phase of their spiritual development. That will touch the core of the person's neshama and elevate the person in an exponential way. By us spreading chesidas, touching fellow yidn, allowing them to experience the depths of their neshama, that neutralizes the chatoim, right? Chet mit mishpat The chatoim, the sins of, of, our, of our history. Including that great chet which is the starting point of all Averis. Averis are the only cause for golos. as we say in Davening. It's because of our Averis that we were exiled when we get rid of the cause, the chatoim, we get rid of the result, the golus. And and we will merit to have the revelation of Mashiach and the ultimate gula immediately.